Welcome to the Texas Ag's Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. Texas A&M went to Oxford last weekend and did not play the prettiest of football games, but found a way to get it done. And that's life on the road in the SEC West. The score was 24-17 Aggies. It's the fourth win for A&M in five trips to Vaught Hemingway Stadium, but by an average margin of victory of five points, 20 points total in four wins. They've all been very tight, those, the four wins for A&M in Oxford at Vaught Hemingway. Now, Kellamon ran for 100 yards before sacks. He threw a touchdown pass to Kendrick Rogers right before halftime, and that put A&M on top at the break, 10-7. And A&M took the lead for good after Mississippi State opened the second half with an easy touchdown run. Buddy Johnson, 62-yard scoop and score off a strip sack from Justin Matabike, and the actual strip was from Elijah Blades, and they combined on that sack. Blades stripped it. Buddy scooped it and scored 62-yard run uh, midway through the third quarter, and the Aggies never trailed from that point on. Johnson led the Aggies with 10 tackles in the game, and he was named SEC Defensive Player of the Week. Now, coming up on the program, we will dive into that win over the Rebels. We'll pick some games in Week 9 around the SEC and look at the matchup with Mississippi State coming up Saturday, an 11 o'clock kickoff at Kyle Field on the SEC Network and many of the radio stations carrying this program. We're joined on the show by Texag's columnist Olin Buchanan, former Bryant era quarterback Jimmy Wright at 83 years old, recovered from a stroke suffered in May with high energy. Jimmy Wright, what an incredible inspiration. The chief of police, longtime Mississippi State offensive coordinator and Tennessee offensive coordinator as well. Jimmy Wright will join us on the show and Aaron Torres of Fox Sports Radio. All that coming up next on the Tex Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. (music) 
It is the Texags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you, and let's look back on the win over Ole Miss by seven points, 24-17 last Saturday in Oxford, as we're joined right now in studio by our columnist and Heisman Trophy voter, Olin Buchanan. All right, let's do move of the game, OB. With all the big moments and big plays that really turned this game around, what was the biggest move? Well, whether that's a decision or whether that's just a play. Like, this happened, and it moved the needle. Easy. It moved the game. Isn't this the easiest one of all season? Yes. It's Mike Elko saying, you know what? I think at this time's the best time to do a cornerback blitz. <laughs> right. And here comes uh, Elijah Blades from the left side, and – it just so happens Matt BK is getting pressure like he was all night. Yes. And there's John Reese Plumley. Plum, is it Rice or Reese? I don't know. Uh, Rice. Rice Plumley tries to avoid Matt BK and runs right into the blitzing corner. It's Fumble, stuff. touchdown. It was just, you know, you got lucky, but you also dialed up a blitz. It's just the perfect time. So to me, I don't know how you can come up with anything better no. than Mike Elko making that move to, to blitz on that particular play. No doubt. And it was right. It was in the same drive after Blades had the PI as yeah. well. So he vindicated. He validated. Vindicated. Vindicated himself. He vindicated and validated. He did. He validated <laughs> that he's good. He vindicated himself on that same drive. And that was they had four PIs in the game. That's got to get better. But man, to come through like that. Remember, he hit Lawrence and forced the uh, the flag there. He got it for the sack. This guy's pretty. good I think he's their best corner. Yeah, I think so too. And I don't think it's close. No. I think we're ready to say Elijah Blades is a guy that needs to be on the field. Good corners don't leave. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just in the boundary. Keep his shoulder time. sound. Right, but uh, I think yeah. he, I think he's their best corner. That was a heck of a play. I mean, just because Matabike was about to make the sack, and then Plumley has got his back turned to Matabike, and he's just holding the ball. And Blades he just doesn't go, even know Blades is there. And Blades no. is making contact. And Blades just grabbed the but ball. But besides making contact, he's looking for the ball and he just slapped it right out of his hand. That was a heck of a play. I mean, they they really had all the momentum. But he could Other not have made scoreboard. that play. He would not have made that play if Elko had not called the corner blitz. Right. And they were driving there. They just had the PI. They had a big player too. They, they looked like they're on the verge of putting the game because if you felt like a two score. At that point, yeah. a two-score lead would have been too much. Oh, and the crowd was into it, and they had all the momentum. And then, boom, on A&M's 25. And you get that sack, Buddy takes it 62 yards. And then that is no doubt the play. But then the very next drive, here they come again. They fumble the ball on fourth down. The Snoop Connor runs it to your 10. And they're about to retake the lead at 17-14. They're driving. They got the momentum again. And I think Devin Morris comes through on a third down and gets a tackle for loss. And then – they missed the field goal on the block by who? Uh, just Matabike. Matabike. That's exactly right. He was an absolute wrecking ball inside. Like, this is the stuff we've been waiting for. He's always been really, really, really good. But this was probably his most loud game, where you just can't you can't avoid seeing him flash what he flashed down there in the inner trenches. I know there's a whole bunch of people in Oxford that are hoping that Matt or BK will <laughs> enter the NFL draft. Yeah, he was. A whole lot of people in College Station that hope he doesn't. Yeah, he was really, really good. And with that, while we're talking moments, I think we should give credit for, I think it was a second and 16, about four and a half minutes to go, something like that, in the game. And A and M's up seventeen to fourteen. Mm. They really need a touchdown. You don't want to kick the. You don't want to. A. You don't want to kick because he'll. He might miss, and he missed twice in the game. But B. You're only up six at that point, and he. You just. You don't want to assume it. So you need the touchdown. And then Kellen gets a ten yard run. Mm -hmm. They call a timeout. It's second down and or third down and six. And he calls his own number on a draw. And it's he gets 12, 12 yards. Twelve. Two he gets plays later. Twenty two. Right. Two plays later, Spiller finishes yeah. it. Uh, Kellen ran moment. the ball really well. Early in the year, we were all clamoring. Why isn't Kellen running more? Why is it he a part of the running game? Well, now he is, and you're seeing the the results of that. And uh, Kellen, to me, was one pass away from having a, a a really good, almost excellent game. And that game, the pass was the throwback to uh, uh, Watermeyer that got intercepted. Yeah. Um, Poorly thrown, but he didn't see the guy either. But if he'd thrown it on the front side of uh, to uh, ahead of Watermeyer, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, right, got that, a little bit, just got put a little loop on or it. Or even if it, it just the trajectory had been just uh, downfield a yard, mm -hmm. but um, that's going to be a twenty yard gain. And then you're going to have a quarterback that threw for over two hundred yards probably and rushed for almost a hundred. 
Um, right. But, uh, you know, th- he had a second interception. But sometimes, and I know that's not a popular thing to do or say, but sometimes you just got to sit back and say, the other team made a hell of a play. You oh, know, that was just a great play by by the corner. By number 20. Yeah. Uh, but all those things, uh, that play for the interception was, was uh, you know, definitely a black mark on Kellen's performance, and it just it really soured it. But I thought overall, if you could take that play off, and you can't, but if you could, um, he had a solid game. Yeah, and once again, tough as heck. And, and he, About you as know, tough as you could ask. I always say, you know, people too often just decide what that based what a quarterback's performance is based on the throwing, on what he did throwing the ball. And it's you – know, they, they don't put in the running part. And, oh, by the way, wasn't he under pressure most of the night? There were some times yes, he when was. he had, had – had time, but man, he was well, getting under pressure, sacked. You said, what did you say, four times? Four times, and hit a lot more than that. And when you when he did have a clean pocket, he was really good. I mean, he's been really good when he's had a clean pocket. We'll have more with Olin Buchanan next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you along with Olin Buchanan. It is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And a few news items from Coach Jimbo Fisher coming out of the press conference and thoughts on where we feel best about this football team through seven weeks of play sitting at four and three. OB with us in studio. Yeah, I was kind of wanting to him to tell me why Anais didn't start. Yeah. He's kind of been in and out of the starting What well, we'd like to hear a little, because we've heard that same quote th- two or three times. What I'd like to hear... And this is Jimbo, which kind of anticipates your angle of your question, you know, and then he kind of gets in there. But I'd like to hear, like, so what is happening between Saturdays? Is it just the play? And he's not going to tell you, but is it the playbook yet, just being a true freshman? Is it a trust factor? Is it blocking? Because the guy's going to get open, he's going to catch the ball. And he'll probably run after the catch. You know, I think it's probably, a, a you know, a playbook to a certain degree and, and blocking to a certain degree. But I think they have a game plan. They know what they're going to try to do, and they're going to – and they're, they're looking at the not just at his own team. He's looking at the at who they're going against and saying, "All right, who's the best matchup for us to be successful?" Yeah, and 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 devising their starting lineup that way. I could see a okay. This this corner's five nine, and he's the field side corner, and we're gonna go Kendrick Rogers on him because he got a high matchup. And and if and if that's what they decided, it turned out to be an intelligent move. Well, he did. He yes. had the big catch. He did. He had the. You big think catch that guy was be, has been a good football coach? Yeah. All right. Six nine three one one five zero. We're gonna get the tech sweep going in just a minute. But as promised, now this is kind of long, so listen up to it. But this is Olin asking about the story he wrote about, which you can read on TexAgs.com. and it's Jimbo Fisher during the press conference yesterday about the situation where you know Adam gave up two fifty, but a bunch of that came on. Big, loud, uh, chunk plays on the ground. Yeah, Jimbo, um, of the 250 rushing yards that y'all gave up, I think 175 of those came on five plays. That's is, that, is that encouraging or discouraging? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, you say that. But, you know, and a lot of times when you do play teams like that, I mean, not teams like that, but teams, they have a lot of – I mean, that's the way it always – that's why I keep talking about big plays. You know what I'm saying? And you got to stop them. And that's the thing. One – like the one run on the, the first play of the second half. We've got two guys perfectly there to make the play. We just fit it wrong. I mean, one gap over. I mean, literally people say, well, is it, a bit, is it easily fixed? Yes. But it's like the difference of me being right here to right here and, in, and the angle in which you come at it with. So that's the technique. I mean, that's just ball. And that's the gap. That's the gap. They slip through and make a big run. And we have, we have it accounted for and perfect. And make a, make a critical mistake. But then come back and play very well. And then, like you say, well, one mistake. I only made one mistake. Okay. But how big was that mistake? You know what I'm saying? And it's like on offense. Like there's times – we had it the other day. We had a double move, got it protected well, but just get walked back into the – I mean, just physically caught us under a pad, and we were rubbing off from bang to bang from guy. When sometimes when you do it, you're up a little high, got caught, got knocked back into Kellen. He's making a throw, and it's going to be a – whether we catch it, I mean, it's going to be – I have a chance to have a really open touchdown, and it goes there. But that mistake that you made, and then you play good the rest of the game. 
that one mistake might have cost you seven points. That happened once in the Auburn game this year on a, on a, on a situation with a guy. And that's why I say when they happen, how they happen, a lot of times you don't notice those things. But then other times you do because of the result of the play or the type of game it is. And that's that simple. Is it very fixable? Yes. You just got to limit those things and not have those four or five mental breakdowns on leverage and fits. And that's what you can't have. Or, you know, sometimes that's where sometimes superhuman effort by a great player sometimes can cover up. You say they make plays and everybody thinks everything's good. And whereas a coach behind the scenes, we're going, listen, that guy there made that guy there is made up for three guys. We can't, you know, we got to get that fixed. You know what I'm saying? So we don't always see. So those those things are encouraging in that the rest of those plays you played how many plays was it, 68, 69, something like that in the game, yes. something of that nature. Mm-hmm. You played very well in that situation. It's only four or five. That's a low percentage. But the results of those four or five are something that we can't live with. So we have to you know, learn to eliminate those. And also, as I say, minimize the damage. When you do make a mistake, we don't need it to be tragic. We need it to be, all right, they can make a 10 or 8, 10, 12-yard run. You get them on the ground and move on. So, or vice versa on offense. I mean, that's, that's the thing sometimes right now. I mean, there's a lot there. Minimize the damage, the superhuman effort part where one guy can make a play look awesome just because he's awesome. Just because he's if everybody else just about a BK, up. you mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> yes. Yeah. His superhuman power is being a mad dog. You can be frustrated with the way the season's going, but you listen to that and the way the coach is breaking it down and trying to, to, to explain it. Uh, and that should encourage you yeah. if, as much as anything about the, the future of this program. If he's doing that in two minutes, and a, two and a half minutes, two, two and a half minute quote, in the media, on the, on the record, on the fly, what does it feel like and sound like on film when he's breaking it down in a half hour session with his defense? Right? So I think there, there's the teaching element. This team still needs to learn, and it's going to learn because they're getting good teaching. I think that much is absolutely yeah. almost inarguable. I, I agree. I mean, that right there, you're sitting here. To, I mean, that's a football coach talking. Yeah. You know, I know, you know, there have been guys here before that would have never gone to that extreme to try to uh, give an explanation uh, or it would even to even acknowledge there was an issue. Right. Yeah, exactly right. No, you're 100%. All right. 693 1150 on that. So, what do you feel best about right now? Let's get a couple text messages going. We'll take a break and then we'll hit our answers on this topic and kind of break this down a little bit. Kendall Hilton in the Social Center checking the Commerce National Bay text line. You can also pick up the telephone and call us on this 12th Man Technology Hotline, 979 693 1150 to call or text. Kendall? Brandon in College Station says, I feel great about the young guys. Anaya Smith, Jalen Weidemeyer, Bobby Brown, Damani Richardson, and Isaiah Spiller have all shown great flashes of greatness and is a great sneak peek at what A&M can look like under Fisher. Okay, good. Tay Ag in Smithville. I'm most encouraged by the fact that this team and this program hasn't peaked yet. We have a long ways to go, but with this team getting better each week and another stellar class coming in, I'm continuing to hope the trajectory continues to rise. I guess Astros fans were really ticked off when there were 11,000 people coming to the games and they were and they were building it and you could tell that they were going to get there and they were getting close and it was year, you know, probably 3 at that point. It was early, but they built it the right way and it was built to last. And no, they didn't quick peak, but they showed signs of it after a couple of, and all of a sudden you hang with them, you see what happens. He, they're building this sucker. And no, he hadn't peaked yet, but that's all right because it's. I think it's coming. Um, I agree. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be here. Uh, if if they're going to play at a high level this year or not, right? Um, if to answer your question, if I can, if I can pull a Lucci, uh, and give you two answers, of course, I'm going to say my long term answer uh, is what one of the viewers, listeners said. Um, the future. Again, six freshmen started. Uh, another one is Anaya Smith, who didn't. Uh, you know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of talent in the lower classes. Even and like I just mentioned, uh, Buddy and Anthony are not. I mean, they're good linebackers. They're not young guys. They're juniors now, but they're first year starters. So, exactly. um, you you see it. The foundation is starting to come together, but it's going to take a while. But th- there's reasons to feel good about it. Now, short term, Jalen Watermeyer. He's been really, uh, I mean, really good. In the last two games, he's your vertical threat. He's really, he, 
the way that that not only can he catch the football, but then at 260, 65 pounds, spin off of of tackles and make some moves, some very athletic moves. Uh, Jalen Weidemeyer right now, I think is going to. He's got me thinking that he is going to be a a significant factor in the offense moving yeah. forward. He's so much better than Martellus Bennett was as a freshman. And they wore the exact same number, 85, when he first – Martellus when he first got here. And you see that same athleticism. Marty was way higher regarded in recruiting. And he played forever in the NFL, okay? He wasn't a first-round pick, though. Mm. Mostly was misused here in a lot of ways, more than anything else. Now, Marty was a heck of a blocker from day one. And Jalen is a work in progress there. But definitely effort. But, man, what he can do when the football's in his hands and go up to see him and catch balls like that, thats he's got a unique special talent. And I, you're exactly right. I mean, the emergence of the freshman to add to the talent level of this team, and then it has to simmer and it'll slow build toward what we think is our thanks to Olin Buchanan. We'll come back with the chief of police. And he was never a police chief, but he likes to use that when he answers the telephone to scare off telemarketers. He was a longtime co-host on the Maroon and White Report Former Bryant-era quarterback in the mid-50s at Texas A&M. Longtime offensive coordinator at Mississippi State and Tennessee. And about four months removed from a summer stroke. And I'll tell you what, with multiple surgeries and everything else, Jimmy Wright is doing quite well, thank God. And he'll join us next to talk a little football on the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. This is a cow, a cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For a limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. Hi, Gabe Bach here from Texags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to Texags.com, what are you waiting for? Texags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like Texags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's Texags.com. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and we are so incredibly fired up to welcome back to the phone line the one and only Jimmy Wright, who played for Coach Bryan in the 50s. He was an offensive coordinator at Mississippi State, at Tennessee, former head coach of Wichita State. Nobody knows a game like Jimmy Wright when it comes to talking about this football team and what's going on in the trenches. And I tell you, 
he's been in the trenches for several months, a stroke in May, and he's recovered incredibly well. And we are so excited to welcome back to the show the one and only, the chief of police, James Wright Jr., Jimmy Wright. Welcome back. How the heck are you, my friend? Well, I'm doing pretty good, uh, Gabe, and I appreciate uh, that great introduction. And what I'd like to do just for a minute is to thank all the Text Ag listeners and all the members <clears throat> that that are connected with Text Ag because I really appreciated all the support and love I got from everybody. Mm. My wife and I send our greatest thanks because when you are in that position of you can't see, can't walk, can't eat, you in a heck of a mess, my Oof, man. Man. And, and so, so I want to thank all the great people that uh, sent me uh, uh, emails and sent me uh, phone calls and talked to you on the phone, and and uh, uh, it was really great support, and I appreciate it because I needed all the help I could get from the end of May all the way mm. to uh, when I started doing better, August the 16th, when I had some surgeries, and... Uh, I've improved drastically from then, and uh, uh, I just wanted to thank everybody. My, uh, uh, I'm glad I had my six uh, little, uh, what you call my six F's that I live by, and that's uh, take care of your family, have great faith in God, and uh, have your uh, friends, have your finances in order, and facts. I've been hearing facts about our A&M team, and I'm going to kind of talk to them about football here in just a minute because they have to really realize that when you lose 10 to 14 good players, and I can name them all, you want to be sure that you understand that Gabe Bach and Jimmy Wright uh, are new, new football players out there, and we're learning every play, we're learning every new technique, uh, as we play in the games, and then you add a schedule like we have, which is a tough schedule. The only one I can think of better, Gabe, is when I was coaching at Mississippi State, and we had gone 6-4 and four playing 10 games, and then the next year we played Tennessee, Florida, Georgia, Auburn, Alabama, LSU, in a row, and Ole Miss at the end with Archie Manning, we tied them. Yeah. And we ended up like 5-4-1. and one. That's pretty good. And what, what we found out is that when you lose about 14 starters, A&M lost over 10 players. They lost six guys on defense starting with Tyrell Dobson early, Atora Locker, Domin Wilson. They lost Kingsley Kiki. I love that young man. Oh, yeah. Dalen Mack had his best year. Landis Durham played great, and Justin Matabuki is a – I love him like I do old Kingsley Kiki because he gives effort and plays hard, and he's a true Aggie, man, I'm yeah. telling you. You better believe it. And uh, uh, that group, they had 25 years, Gabe, of experience in college. And on the offense, we lost our best production guys, our best leaders, and Sternberger and Eric McCauley and and, uh, Trevon Williams. And then we lost Keaton Sutherland at left guard, Connor Lampere at right guard, and the guy that's been hurt that I really like, number 77, Ryan McCullough, I'm hoping he gets well. I uh, don't know whether it's true or not. I just heard that he had back surgery since I haven't seen any football at Kyle Field since the spring game, and he was voted most valuable player. Yeah, and he's played a little bit, Jimmy, so he's getting better, and I know he had a little bit of a back tweak, uh, things like that, but looks like he, he played quite a bit the other day. So you're starting now. He's playing a little bit of guard and a little bit of center in there, but – you know, that's one of those positions they've got to get solved sooner than later oh, because it's a winnable stretch here. Because, yeah, because that's the uh, 
That's the closest route from gap one on the left and gap one on the right that you can get a quarterback kill, see? Right. Is, yep. is, is when, if you played an odd front or even an even, you, you've got two people on an even playing a two technique on right guard, left guard, and on the odd front you've got guys over the center and maybe a guy in the gap between guard and tackle both sides. And, man, uh, see, Clemson showed where our weakness was on offense by blitzing what they always call the M stunt, where you loop linebackers around down linemen and go through gap one on the left, gap one on the right. Mm -hmm. And it was hard for Jared Hawker, number 73, and Colton Prater, number 76, and uh, Green, number 55, the freshman. And, And everybody else has been doing it maybe a little bit different, uh, like the Auburn game or the Alabama, maybe a little bit different, but they've still been trying to blitz or stunt in the middle and then bring people off the corner against Carson Green and Moore, who who are having a pretty tough year in pass protection. Yes. And, and those are the things that uh, – uh, you have to really realize as a fan now is that we've got a bunch of young kids and we've got some guys starting that have been here, Gabe, but have never started before. It's new to them, and it's hard and, to be new and, in the SEC West and win. But you still and, feel sound like you every, still feel pretty good about the future, though. Oh, heck, man, I feel great about the future. Uh, uh, and I realize that the schedule... That's the reason I threw out that schedule playing all those six monsters right in a row. Big, big, big thanks to Jimmy Wright. We'll take a timeout. Aaron Torres with us next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's continue the conversation about A&M and going around college football. Joining us on the phone line, Aaron Torres, Fox Sports Radio, and the ever-popular Aaron Torres podcast on iTunes. Gabe, I'm doing well, man. How are you? I couldn't be better. I know yesterday you were just kind of sitting around, hanging out, looking for something to do. And when I'm texting you, you're in the middle of watching A&M Ole Miss. God bless you. But you rewatched yeah. the game yesterday. What what did you think, Aaron? Yeah, man. You know, a lot of these late night games. Uh, you know, I'm prepping to do my radio show. We usually come on right after that big uh, 7:30 Eastern time ABC game, and so I, I didn't catch a ton of it live. But listen, man, I thought, um, you know, uh, first of all, there were signs of progress from the offense. I know it's been a frustrating season. You've also played a couple really, really spectacular defenses, uh, Auburn, Clemson, maybe Alabama. We'll find out just how good they are. But, you know, I thought the touchdown pass from Mond was a beautiful, you know, back shoulder throw over to Rodgers. You know, I thought the defense obviously creating turnovers. Listen, it it was a net positive. You know, there was obviously things to clean up. It wasn't always pretty. But you talk to coaches, Gabe, and I know you do, like sometimes that kind of win is the best kind of win because you can come out of it saying, okay, we got the victory, chalk one up on the scoreboard, but we also know that there's a lot to work on and there's a lot in the film room that the, that the coaches can pick apart this week. So, like I said, I think a net positive overall for A&M coming out of the weekend. Man, you nailed it. I, I've heard Bill Self talk about that. He goes, my favorite kind of early season game is where we win <laughs> and we play like absolute crap against nobody. Where, yeah, we won by 20, sure. but it was garbage. And I can get all into those guys because we didn't lose. We won, so yep. we got that going. Say, so, yeah, we won, but. But, yeah, we won, but is one of the best phrases a coach can make a lot of times because they can rattle off all the stuff you didn't do. And if you don't do it next time, you could wind up losing. This team set definitely a work in progress. They got holes and issues, ton of youth out there. Uh, but you can see what he's building, can't you? You could definitely see what what he's trying to build and that that he's going to build it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, no, and and like I said, like you said, I mean, you know the depth chart better than I ever will. But 
a lot of young pieces. Um, but, you know, you're trying to, you know, listen, you're trying to establish kind of the culture. You're trying to establish, uh, you know, you're building not just, and this is the frustrating part. We live in a week-to-week world. Football is a week-to-week sport. And, yeah, like when you lose to Auburn and you lose to Bama, and, like, it's frustrating. I, I totally get it. But if you do take the 30,000-foot view, you're playing a lot of young guys. You're playing in a really tough division. You have a brutal schedule this year. And these are all things that, listen, there's ebbs and flows to all this stuff, right? I mean, look at LSU this year. I mean, I look at LSU and say, I I don't know if they're going to win the national championship. I don't know if they're going to make the playoff. But every conceivable break is going their way right now with, you know, the home games against A&M and Florida and Auburn this weekend with obviously, and you hope he's okay, but but Tua probably will not be at 100% if he is playing in that game against LSU. So the only reason I bring all this stuff up as it pertains to Texas A&M is there's sometimes in this sport, and it sucks, and a fan doesn't want to hear it, especially when you bring in a coach like Jimbo Fisher, that it does take time, that there are peaks and valleys, and I just think we're seeing it right now with A&M. At some point, the schedule is going to balance itself out a little bit. Auburn's not going to have the best defensive line in the country. LSU's not going to have the best offense in the country. Like, like you know, it, it will even itself out, even if it has been obviously a frustrating. Oh, by the way, Clemson's not going to be on the schedule every year. So, like I said, it's just, it's just one of those things that in the week-to-week you can get caught up in the small stuff. But in the big picture, I do think everything's trending in the right direction. Aaron Torres with us here, 12th Man Technology Hotline. All right, so I'm going to go like this. SEC quarterbacks, I'm going to go, <clears throat> based on this year alone and health, I'll go Burrow 1, I'll go 2 a 2, and then blank. Who are you picking third, Aaron? <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, when you said SEC quarterbacks and health, there's none of them are healthy, man. We got, uh, <laughs> you know, Kentucky's down to a, a, a wide receiver turned quarterback. Uh, Tennessee uh, was down to a freshman, and now they had to bring the other guy off the bench because the freshman keeps getting hurt. South Carolina has been down to the third guy. So to Florida, answer your question, Florida. yeah, Florida is another one. Like, like so, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And, and by the way, I would say right now, Joe Burrow won two or two. Um, just, you know, listen, I'll say this, man. Like, like I, I was hesitant to heap too much praise on Joe Burrow. But his ability to do it week in and week out, on the road, at home, um, at Texas, and I know Texas has had their defensive struggles, uh, but Florida, whatever. Like, like the dude just keeps making throws, keeps making plays. This offense keeps humming. Uh, so I would say him one right now, two a two. Gabe, I, I don't – I mean, I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, I, I guess Fromm would be I mean, in why, the mix, even see, though we Here's what I've been saying. I would take Mond over, uh, over Jake Fromm. He's got the best offensive line and great run game. And, and the guy throws for 35 yards against Kentucky. He looks bad against South Carolina. He looked bad against LSU last year. He looked bad in the bowl game. He's had some dang clunkers. I mean, how many just absolute clunkers has Kellen Mond had? He wasn't good at, at Clemson with a horrible offensive line and no run game and eight drops. I would take Kellen Mond over from 10 out of 10 and not even think twice about it. It's a great point. I, I go on in Fayetteville every week, and my buddy in Fayetteville – called Jake Fromm the Alex Smith of college football. Uh, (laughs) If all the other pieces are there, Gabe, you know, yeah, I thought it was great. And I will say this, too, is if you go through the Jake Fromm, and, and, you know, listen, I'm not here to pick on an 18, you know, 21-year-old kid, but at the same time, like, you know, this is part of our job, and this kid's going to be a professional soon, whatever. Like, you go through the Jake Fromm era at Florida – um, one, I think it's going to be defined by the quarterbacks that left because of Jake Fromm, that mm-hmm. I think Georgia would like to have at least one of them right now instead of Jake Fromm. Um, but I also think, like, you look at the what, – like, what are the big wins? You're 0-2 against Alabama. Um, you lose at LSU last year in the marquee game of that season. I know that he did beat Baker Mayfield head-to-head in the playoff, but if you remember, that was a day that Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb went wild. Right. And we've seen how good those guys have been at the next level. By the way, Lincoln Riley didn't have his best day at the Rose Bowl that day either. So yeah. I'm He beat Notre Dame Dave on Brown. the road, but he didn't do anything in that game. Yeah, and he beat Notre Dame at home this year, and he didn't do anything. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, so listen, maybe I'm being overly critical but listen, I'll be honest, I've been overly critical of Georgia just in general because I just never, you know, I think that we do this in the media sometimes is we want a story to be true, so we push it. We want 
Georgia to be there at neck and neck with Bama, you know, teacher versus pupil, all that stuff. And I think, like, look, just because stylistically they match up well with Bama doesn't mean that they're Bama. Um, and I think we're seeing that right now. And I think your point on Mond is totally fair. And now that I'm talking it through, I think I would take Mond over Jake Fromm as well. And it's not just because I'm on in College Station with you. Thanks to Aaron Torres. We'll come back and run down the SEC games of Week 9 and pick the game and the keys to the game between the Aggies and the Bulldogs of Mississippi State coming up Saturday for an 11 o'clock kick at Kyle Field. Final segment of the show next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See purple.com for terms and conditions. And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health, and happiness. Plus, it's just plain gross. But it's not you. It's your mattress. Fortunately, there is a cure. It's called Purple. Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk-free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting AWESOME to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting AWESOME to 84888. That's A-W-E-S-O-M-E to 84888. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. And now Vistaprint is interested Introducing free shipping on all business cards in any quantity. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. For limited time only, get free shipping on all business cards in any quantity with promo code 9999. That's promo code 9999 at Vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over-the-counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Hey, y'all. Jeff Foxworthy here. Now, if you've ever found yourself repeating the same thing over and over for 75 years, you might be Smokey Bear. Only you can prevent wildfires. That's why I'm filling in for Smokey to switch things up, because there's a lot more to say. And I should know, because my grandfather was a firefighter. And one of the things he taught me is that the people that love the outdoors the most are often the ones accidentally starting wildfires, which means... Always BYOB. <laughs> no, bring your own bucket to the campfire. And be extra careful with things like burning yard trimmings. Don't just walk away, or chances are you might be starting a wildfire. So, for the love of the outdoors, go to smokybear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council.
Gabe Bach with you. It is the final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's run down quickly the SEC games of Week 9. Number 9, Auburn. This is a marquee game of the weekend. Auburn at 6-1, and 3-1 and one in the SEC at number 2, LSU. Undefeated at 7-0. and oh, A perfect, dazzling 3-0 and oh record in league play. It's a 2.30 p.m. Central Time kick in Death Valley. It's on CBS. And LSU favored by a ton of points. 11 and a half. And I'm thinking about it like this. That's a lot of points. And Auburn's defensive line is really good and might be able to neutralize what Joe Burrow's doing in the passing game some and shut down the run to where LSU is, although be it that being a great dimension, make them one-dimensional, which makes it a little bit easier. Auburn's got a lot of speed on the back end, too. It might slow them down enough, but I'm thinking like this. Bo Nix is a true freshman. It's in Death Valley. It, when nighttime starts to fall over there, it makes it even more difficult, and they're going to be hopped up. They will be hopped up, fired up, and ready to go. LSU's got a, a very talented defense. Underperformed early in the year, but I think they're hitting their stride a little bit and offensively just tough. You, you might slow them down, but you're not going to shut them down. 11 and a half, I like LSU here. LSU to cover the 11 and a half and win the game going away. South Carolina, 3 and 4 overall, 2 and 3 in SEC play at Tennessee at 2 and 5 and 4 and 0 and 3 um, in league play. Three o'clock, uh, one, I should say 1 and 3 in league play. 3 o'clock at Neyland Stadium on the SEC Network. South Carolina, a road favorite by four and a half. And I like the Gamecocks here. I like the Gamecocks. They're playing more competitive football. They're very good in the trenches. Tennessee's got issues on the offensive line. Starting to get it to come together a little bit, but uh, South Carolina can be very dominant up front on their defensive line. Helensky will throw it enough. There's some injury concerns at quarterback at Tennessee. I like South Carolina going there and win by at least a touchdown and cover that spread. Arkansas, ooh, two and five, oh and four in league play at number one Alabama. And without Tua even. Seven and oh, four and oh in the SEC. It's a six o'clock kick at Bryant Denny, main channel ESPN. Now Bama's favored by thirty two and a half. <clears throat> I don't know if they're going to get there without Tua. Mac Jones and you, you gotta think and John Chavis is like other than the A and M game, it's been like, I mean, just running through water just on air lately defensively but can they slow it down a little bit with mac jones and can the combination of starkle or hicks probably be hicks in there with rakeem boyd move the chains enough if this were Tua, i'd say cover all day but 32 and a half is a ton of points with mac jones at quarterback all those weapons alabama's going to win this game probably in the mid 20 by the margin of the mid 20s maybe even 30 but at 32 and a half i'll go arkansas on the points just because that's a ton with your backup quarterback. I need to see more from Mac Jones on that to be able to beat any team by 32 and a half. But Alabama's going to win this game big. Missouri, 5 and 2 overall, 2 and 1 in SEC play at Kentucky at 3 and 4, 1 and 4 in the league. It's at Kroger Field, and that's probably the only advantage the Wildcats really have here. Now Missouri's been banged up, but South, but Kentucky's just not very talented. They're playing a receiver, albeit a very capable uh, playmaker, a receiver at quarterback. It's at 6.30. Tom Hart and the boys with a call on the SEC Network. Missouri's favored on the road by 10.5. Missouri on the road has lost to Wyoming and Vanderbilt. They will win this game, but it won't be pretty, and that is an easy uh, non-cover for Missouri as a road favorite. Missouri will win the game. It won't be pretty in Kentucky in the points all day at home with 10.5. I don't like Kentucky, but I really don't like Missouri. They're so Jekyll and Hyde on the road versus at home. And they're banged up big time. Kelly Bryant's not 100%. Kel Garrett, their best defensive player, their linebacker, out for the year. So I like Missouri to win it, but Kentucky in the points. Mississippi State at AM. State is 3 and 4 overall, 1 and 3 in league play. The Aggies 4 and 3, and an even 2 and 2 in the league. And it's at 11 o'clock at Kyle Field on the SEC Network, and many of these stations carrying the program. A&M is favored by 10.5. I'll go Mississippi State in the points here, but I think it's going to be right on that number. That's actually a really good number where you're going to get action on both sides of it. Now, keys to the game for A&M against State. Number one, you got to slow down Schrader and Hill. Ole Miss was able to run on you for 250 yards with some big plays. It's only the... It's the first time in the Jimbo Elko era at A&M that the Aggies have allowed over 200 yards rushing in regulation. The only other one was, I think, about 215 yards allowed to LSU in the seven-overtime game, and they did a lot of that damage in the overtimes. So 
but Mississippi State, they do it differently than Ole Miss, but they do it in the fact that they, they're very committed to QB run and they've got an experienced, veteran, talented running back as well. So you got to slow down Garrett Schrader at quarterback and Colin Hill, the running back, in that Mississippi State ground game. You couldn't do it versus the Rebels. Mississippi State, they're equally adept at doing it. So the difference is Ole Miss, though, has Rich Rod and MSU's play caller is Joe Moorhead. I like Rich Rod, especially in Oxford versus Joe Moorhead doing it at Kyle Field. So I do like A&M's chances to be better in that department than they were last week. Number two, when you have them in third and long, get off the field. Don't let Osiris Mitchell and Stephen Gidry and these guys go off in those situations like they did last year. With the Aggie killer, Nick Fitzgerald, they don't have him now, but you get in those third and long situations, get off the field like A&M did last week. They held Ole Miss to a 25% conversion rate on third down. Do it again this week. Not what happened last year. It cost you the game in Starkville. Number three, keep sticking with the QB run. Try to get Spiller going again in the run game like he did last week. There's an opportunity to do that. Mississippi State is ranked 64th against the run this year. They were number two nationally in that department last year. Number four, start fast. We always talk about that, but start fast in the passing game. Get into a rhythm with your primary playmakers on offense. That's Jamon Osmond, that's Courtney Davis, that's Anaya Smith, and Jalen Weidermeyer. Get those guys involved. Take and connect on a shot. You can take all your shots all day early, try to soften up the box and allow you to maintain balance, but how about connect on it? A&M's had trouble connecting on those deep shots early in games when they've tried it. They tried it a lot, but they need to start making it happen and getting rolling in the in the deep passing game. I think that would help them out a lot. And number five, just win that turnover battle, win the kicking game. You do that and you're going to win the game. Or just don't get don't get in a minus two situation in turnovers and then have one of those clunkers on special teams in your coverage units. You do all that and play sound football and limit those unforced errors and bad mistakes, you're going to win the game. I'm going to go Mississippi State in the points at 10 and a half, but the Aggies are going to win the game 27 to 17. So a very slight non, non-cover non there. But I like A&M to win this game by 10 points. 27-17 Aggies. We'll break it all down next week and look ahead to UTSA. Gabe Bach with you. Big thanks to Olin Buchanan, to the great Jimmy Wright, Aaron Torres, our producer Dalton Hughes. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.